Good afternoon, my friends. The doctor is in the house. Happy Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of To Your Health with Dr. G on a pretty good Wednesday. And I tell you what, I'm so excited to have you back and joining us today as we continue my Get to Know Them series, part two, The Power of Nursing. So this is going to be great, guys, because I'm so excited to have everybody here today. Again, what we, what we do in the show is we're all about really making sure that we leverage our opportunities. I want you guys out there, when we're talking about health, I want you to be leveraging your networks. Talk to your doc. Talk to their connections. Talk with your family. Just find somebody that's going to be part of your healthcare team to help you get to your goals. And that's what this show is all about. We're really about building trust and delivering truth. So today, we're going to do my continued Get to Know Them series, The Power of Nursing. Make sure you stay tuned for next week when we have my Get to Know Them series, Part 3, Secret Confessions of the ER Doctor. That's going to be pretty nice. But today, the focus is on nursing and something that really speaks home to me because when you meet my panel today, each individual on this panel has had a huge role in helping shape how I practice medicine, how I care for my patients, and really striving me to be a better doctor each and every day. And as you get to know these people, these individuals, and you hear their story, you hear their compassion, take note that they are in it for the caregiving, they're in it for the love of what they do, and again, loving nurses. Nurses represent the backbone of our healthcare system. So it's, a, it's an important forum to have people here today that are in the trenches but doing amazing things when it comes to health and well-being. Again, my name is Dr. Mark Gomez, board certified internal medicine physician practicing out of Edward Hospital. You're tuning in here live on Intellectual Radio. You're following us on Facebook Live. You know my website, www.drmarkgomez.com. So before we get in and talk about really the nature of this Get to Know Them series, again, each week highlighting amazing practitioners for you, amazing people that are, that are, that are extensions of your healthcare network, your team, your core, you know, we're going to really break this down today. But before we break down anything, of course, i got to hit you with a quick disclaimer. The content of To Your Health with Dr. G is for informational and entertainment purposes only and that the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Further details can be found at www.toyourhealthwithdrg.com slash disclaimer. Again, welcome back, everybody, on this important theme of nurses, the power of nursing. And here's the deal. Nurses are on the front lines of the healthcare field. And what they're doing each and every day is they're demonstrating this through compassion, through service, through just opportunity. We're all going to be touched by a nurse at some point in our lives. And the reality is we're born, and guess who's suctioning you, suctioning all that gunk out of your mouth when you're born? It's a nurse. Uh, so from birth to death, we come across amazing practitioners, amazing nurses that really set, set the record straight and, and, and really help us out and be better human beings and healthier people as we go. So what I want to do, how this show works, of course, I'm going to introduce my panel, and, uh, and really, I'm just so excited because everybody on this show today has had a role in shaping me, so I thank you, and this show is for you. So what I want to do is introduce some amazing guests, amazing, of course. I like saying that word, by the way. So um, you're going to meet the crew. They're awesome. So my first guest today, I've known her for a long time, going back to our days in college, undergrad. And so, um, and we were at Loyola together, 
uh, I was a medical student, she was doing nursing, and then just kind of keep going on from there. So I consider her a lifelong friend. So I want to welcome to the show Kathy Means, RN, BSN, CCRN, registered nurse, Loyola Medicine. Check her out, www.loyolamedicine.org. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. I'm glad to be here. Hey, it's, the pleasure is all mine, seriously. <laughs> so uh, I want you to do this. Um, you know, you're meeting the crew, meeting the audience and everything. Please tell us about your background, where you did your training, and really how the theme, maybe a few words about how today's theme of the power of nursing really sets home with you. Um, well, I've been a nurse for about 14 years now. Um, like you said, I went to school at Loyola as well. And, um, you know, decided to become an ICU nurse after being, um, doing some training there. Uh, my student nursing training I did in the ICU at Loyola, and I loved it. And just really like the idea of being around people when they're at their absolute sickest and, you know, trying to get them better. Well, again, I'm excited to have you on the show, so this is great. My next guest, I've known him for a number of years. Uh, side note, he and I talk some comic book stuff, so it's all good. <laughs> so uh, you know, he's been an inspiration in that part, but we work together intimately uh, as, uh, as part of the same care team in uh, my private practice. So I want to welcome my next guest to the show, Joe Catayona, MSN, FMP, BCRN, nurse practitioner, Metro Infectious Disease Consultants. Check him out, www.midcusa.com. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, Dr. G, thanks for having me. Hey, Joe, hey, again, the pleasure is mine. Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, where you did your training, and how you kind of got to where you're at as a nurse practitioner, and really what, what today's theme means to you. Sure, well, uh, my background pretty much encompasses what I think uh, nursing is all about, just because I feel like I've worn a lot of hats uh, as a nurse. I started off in uh, critical care arena, um, in the ICU, and the surgical and trauma ICU. Uh, from there, I went over to an observation unit uh, where we saw a patient throughput in the hospital. I uh, eventually became an assistant manager there and their educator. And then um, I left uh, to do some schoolwork uh, for my master's. And in the meantime, I was working uh, as an educator for a pharmaceutical company. And uh, that's when I met you guys, uh, also at the, uh, the primary care clinic, too. So uh, from that point on, uh, I became a nurse practitioner in uh, the infectious disease and neurology area. So been uh, quite a trip for me. Excellent. Thank you for coming out, my friend. My next guest, oh my gosh, me and her go way back. This is great. I'm so excited to have, have her here. When I was crafting the show, I go, you know what? i got to have this next individual here because she's been such an important part of my career and everything, and I appreciate all the work we've done together. Uh, she left me to go to another practice, but that's all right. Uh, we still love her. It's all good. Uh, but I want to welcome Liliana Castellanos, RN registered nurse, Edward Elmhurst Healthcare. Check her out, www.eehealth.org. Lily, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I was a medical assistant for about 15 years before I became an RN. I've been an RN for roughly two years, um, outpatient internal medicine, um, where I started off with you. I think you pretty much shaped me into, pushed me into going back to school because I realized nursing is, nursing is where it's at and there's nothing else I'd, I'd rather do. That do what I'm doing now, um, and I think that's that's important now. It's we did our training consisted of pretty much every department: med surge, ICU, ER, um, wound care, geriatrics. But I think where we are in medicine now, it's it's outpatient. I think it's preventative medicine. Um, I think that's we're at the forefront, and I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Lily, for coming on out. My last guest today. 
me and him have known each other for a number of years too. We don't do comic books together, but we live life together. Why not? Um, so I want to welcome my last guest, Federico Perez. Uh, Fred is an LPN, licensed practical nurse with Edward Elmer's Healthcare. Check him out, www.eehealth.org. Fred, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Um, so, just a little bit about myself. I started as a CNA for seven years and I went back to school, completed my LPN, and I'm actually back in school to complete my RN, um, you know, and then we'll see what uh, the future prepares for us. Um, you know, everything started when, uh, uh, pretty much by my sister, that she's, you know, uh, uh, very into medicine since we were growing up, and, uh, you know, she's the one that kind of like brought me into the the route of uh, medicine, and that's where I started, uh, you know, looking into uh, different careers, and I end up uh, choosing career as my uh, my career for myself. And now I'm married to a beautiful RN <laughs> that uh, she's the one that is pushing me as well to go back to school, and uh, so this is where we are right now. Excellent. So now that you guys have met the crew, we're going to start asking some questions. So each week I ask the crew some questions just to really get to understand, you know, how their approaches are when they take care of patients. What are their approaches just in general thoughts about healthcare in general? So each week, of course, I like to start the show and we introduce a topic called the chief complaint. The chief complaint in medicine is when somebody comes into your office and they're complaining of a particular ailment. And so the chief complaint, a.k.a. the question of the hour, the situation of the hour, how do nurses safeguard the health of your friends and loved ones? So, and I will say this, nurses are so critical, they're a critical part of the healthcare system, and they make up the largest section of the health profession. That's a fact, no doubt about that. So I want to ask this kind of question, maybe we'll start a little bit above, just kind of the background a little bit. So, Kathy, why don't you tell me a little bit about some of the origins of nursing? You know, what, what do we know about that? We, we know nurses are here to say they've been around for a long time, but what are some of the origins of nursing? Sure. Um, well, I think the, the idea of nursing as it stands right now is starting with Florence Nightingale. Everybody knows about Flo. Flo! <laughs> <laughs> so she was sort of like the first nurse, so to speak, and um, you know, she brought the ideas of cleanliness and, and not antibacterial per se, but the idea of cleanliness and good nutrition and, and kind of like other things, you know, more things go into your health than just what you realize. And so um, I think that's what nurses kind of focus on is, you know, we're not doctors, we can't diagnose, we can't do that sort of thing, but we can you know, do all the other things to sort of take care of the whole person. Excellent. And so let me ask you a final question. So what kind of was your passion to go into this field? Um, I think my passion is kind of a little bit different maybe than um, my mom was a nurse, my dad was a physician, so he's sort of always around that thing. Um, I love the science of it, not going to lie. Um, I really think it's fascinating the way the human body works. I think the human body is a miracle and, um, you know, in health and in sickness. And so it's always kind of my curiosity has driven me. Excellent. You know, we all have this kind of this point A, we go from point A to point B in life, and I've shared my story before on this program that my reason to become a physician was, was really seeing my brother, my twin brother, who was going through a severe asthma attack when I was nine years old, and that really just kind of said, you know what, what can I do to, to end suffering, to help take care of people in their time of need, and, and I think that's just like the, the quintessential epitome of nursing, taking care of people in their time of need and doing this for the right reasons. Joe, let me ask you this. How did you wind up going down this pathway to get into nursing? What was kind of your inspiration? Um, kind of like Kathy here. I have uh, a mother who was a physician as well and um, has always kind of steered me in, in that direction. But um, 
I really found my passion when, um, after my undergrad, you know, I, I had a lot of friends who were going in the field as well, and it was, it was something that I understood. Um, it was a profession that I could connect with and, and wanting to help people, and um, it was really something that, um, you know, in, in, in my family at least, was, is, was very important uh, as far as caring for others and, and you know, showing compassion. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's something that came natural to me, honestly. So. Well, I think you're talking about being part of something bigger than yourself and, and really being on the, on the, the precipice of, of, of shaping really how we deliver care in this country, really how we can, can take care of each other. So again, that's an awesome, awesome thing. Lily, how did you get down this pathway? What was kind of your inspiration? I know you mentioned a second ago, I kept telling you when you were working with me, I was yeah. like, hey, you got to take it to the next level. But I wasn't the only motivator, I know that. But I know you've had some motivations to kind of go down this pathway. What were some of your motivations to really kind of push yourself down this pathway? So I think starting at 17, not knowing what I wanted to do, starting as a medical assistant, and then doing it for so long, I realized that it was, it was second nature to me. There wasn't anything else I, I wanted to do. And just like Joe says, it's, it's the fact that we get to care for other individuals at their most vulnerable moments, and we see them at their worst, and we can make a difference. I think that, that just drives it home every day. You know, regardless of, of a good patient, a bad patient, they're patients. And it's just the idea of caring for somebody else and making a difference is, is amazing. Fred, what was your story? What, what kind of made you, you had your aha moment? <laughs> yeah, so uh, back again to my sister. I think she's the one that really pushed me. Uh, you know, I consider her to be a very smart w woman. And, uh, you know, just having her as my, um, she's actually my older sister. <laughs> <laughs> just having her as my guidance and uh, you know just seeing her how well she did in school when we were growing up and just wanted to be always like her and uh, you know her liking uh, medicine and again kind of like in the same uh, same um, as Lily that I didn't really know what to do but once I got into the field I knew that this was for me just because I'm a very social person and it was very easy for me to just you know develop into the nurse that I am right now and you know just uh, seeing um, when patients be, uh, you know when you're taking care of somebody and they're just thriving to become better and then I'm the one that kind of like gives them the, the tools to get better that makes me feel good so I think that's the whole the whole point of becoming a nurse just you know seeing people thriving for for a better health. Well, I think it's all, all you guys have the same kind of theme, it seemed like me. You know, we've all made the conscious decision to devote ourselves down this pathway to, pathway to help take care of others uh, and not ask for much in return. You know, I guess I'm a big fan of, a big believer in what, the, what we give back to the world is what we give back in return, what we give and we give back. But, but you guys have all made this conscious decision to make this part of your career and develop from there. But speaking of careers, you know, you guys are all representing kind of a diverse uh, uh, kind of think of nursing. Nursing is not just one pathway. Kathy, let me ask you this question. What are some of the different pathways that nurses can go down, uh, just in general speaking, just so people can get an understanding of the diversity of it all? Sure. Um, well, I myself am a bedside nurse. I've always been inpatient, but then, um, you know, I think all of you guys are mostly outpatient at this point. Um, you know, you can go the NP route, you can go in clinical educator route. Um, you can teach in nursing school. You know, we need people to teach us. Um, uh, you know, educators for pharmaceutical companies. I was an educator for a device company for a short period of time. You know, we need to teach people how to use the equipment that we need to use to keep people alive and uh, get them better. Um, so there's a, a huge gamut. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting. I think about just, again, the diversity of things. I mean, to even expand on that, I mean, you're talking about 
different kind of industries. Nursing is not just kind of, oh my gosh, i got to clean up some poop uh, and some pee. It's not. It's so much more broad than that. And there's so many different opportunities that are out there. Joe, talk about how you kind of made the transition from RN to basically nurse practitioner. Yeah, I mean, it was something that I kind of always had in the back of my mind. Um, ever since I started nursing uh, as a bedside nurse, uh, that I felt like there was always going to be more to learn and what really want, what really drove me was being a part of, I guess, um, for lack of a better term, the Sherlock Holmes of, uh, you know, trying to figure out what's, what's going on with people. You know, I wanted to be a part of the diagnostic uh, process here, uh, you know, really understanding uh, disease states and all that kind of stuff. Not saying that, you know, bedside nurses can't do that, but, um, you know, the, the additional training that came along with it, um, you know, really being a part of uh, the team that's, um, you know, uh, uh, driving the care for for our patients here, you know, provide from the provider standpoint. Um, so that that journey was, um, you know, a lot of schooling, <laughs> but um, it was it was it was definitely well worth it because I feel like you know I'm able to do a little bit more for my patients than I was, you know, before. But uh, you know, I still rely on my bedside nurses. I still rely on my nursing knowledge to you know help my practice now. Um, so it was, it, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, a goal reached, but I don't think it's, it's the end. I mean, I'm always trying to learn something new here, so that's uh, part of who I am, I guess, is uh, wanting to expand my, my knowledge base. So. Well, as healthcare professionals, the learning never stops. Each day right. is an opportunity to learn. You know, you talked about, a little bit about some of the grueling. I mean, nursing school is not, I mean, it is grueling. It is a, it is a very grueling um, uh, I like using that word grueling for some reason, but it's a very rigorous, let's put it that way. Uh, same, they mean the same thing, uh, but it was a, it's a very rigorous curriculum, and I don't think sometimes in the general public we, we, we talk about that. The amount of training that, you know, just to kind of master, to have any kind of master of anything takes years to develop, but even the human body, as complex as it is, even though we know the body is very logical, uh, it breaks down in certain ways, Diseases present in certain ways, but the body, you know, the, the human body is like a car. It's very logical. It's got inputs, it's got outputs, it's concrete. But just to have a mastery of that and what you guys are doing, and I, I equate it to a lot of things that we've done in medicine. We learn a lot of the same curriculums, you know, just the approach is a little bit different, but, but it's quite rigorous. So I want to ask this question to Lily. You know, how do you kind of, you know, you're going through nursing school. Uh, you're, you're, going, you're going to nursing school while you're working with us. And so, you know, I give you kudos to just say, hey, you were just trying to do it. Uh, there you go. You're a parent. You're, you are a parent and everything. But how did you kind of make that balance going between, you know, balancing out you have to study a lot, do your clinicals, and then still kind of be working at the same time? Well, definitely working helped bring everything to contact with what I was learning in school. I was able to apply it at work with my patients. Um, the whole assessment that they teach us in nursing, I was able to practice that at the office. Um, so it kind of... Um, working and going to school was definitely a challenge. It was definitely, definitely a challenge. Very minimal sleep, um, but it was definitely worth it. And it was, it was the idea of ha being able to practice what I was learning and putting it in practice with the patients. And Fred, you're going through the same thing right now too. You know, you're working with us, but you're also studying to be, get your RN. So you're trying to balance it out. And you know, Kathy, I think you were a little more of a traditional, where you necessarily weren't like had a big career and then say, hey, I'm going to go back and become a nurse. Fred, why don't you talk about, you know, how you kind of you know, did that, how you're making this transition. And then I'm going to ask the second question to Kathy. How, did, how is it like, you know, are people still going from the way you kind of went through? Are you seeing things more? They're kind of going the route that some of our guests are going or the working person then going back to nursing school. Fred, why don't you start out first? How did you go from, you know, how do you balance this out right now? So first of all, turn off your cell phone. <laughs> do not answer any phone calls. Uh, just 
uh, you know, of course, family, <laughs> wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just like we, yeah, just like Lee said, uh, just you know, um, lack of sleep, study a lot. Um, you know, I mean, if you really wanna. Uh, pursue a career in health I mean you have to realize that it's gonna be hard and you know I mean if you have the passion to learn uh, you know it's really not gonna be as hard because you are pretty much liking what you're learning so yeah. you're, dri you're driven there's no yeah. doubt about that Kathy what's your thoughts been you know, are we seeing some trends are people going kind of the more traditional route that you did or are they you see more of like even some of the colleagues you're working with now you're seeing them more kind of going down their pathway sure um, I I think it runs the gamut. I mean, there's still definitely nurses who are coming out the traditional four-year program. Um, I actually did something called an accelerated BSN, which I graduated from college, decided I didn't want to do what I did, and went right back to school, pretty much. Um, and there was a lot of people in my program like that. There was a woman who had been a chiropractor for 20 years and decided to go back to nursing school. So it absolutely runs the gamut of, you know, and you can do a four-year program, you can do a two-year program. You know, it's whatever works for you, and if that's really what you want to do, find the program that works for you. Excellent, excellent. So now that you guys are here more, again, we're talking more about just kind of the, 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 the requirements to be a nurse. I want to kind of change the topic a little bit. I want to get kind of your perspectives on just kind of what's going on with health right now, because that's what we're here. We're here to, here to help people guide them through health challenges. You know, we're going to get into a little bit of myths versus facts later on, but I kind of want to kind of get your, kind of, your guys' perspective on just really what's going on with the state of health. So I'm gonna ask this question to Lily. I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. Here you go, Lily. So here's the question. Um, what is your general thought process about you know, the, the, the chronic disease burden that we're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis in the typical average adult lifestyle? I mean, where are we at? What do we need to do? So I think a couple of decades ago, it was still um, patients were coming into the office to treat an illness, to treat um, a chronic illness like asthma, diabetes, um, hypertension, and they would only come when they were sick. I think medicine now is striving more towards a preventative um, method to where we're, patients, we're having patients come in before they get sick. We're, t we're teaching them how to prevent hypertension, prevent diabetes, um, and if this is something that they're going to have, how they can treat it and, and live longer, happier, healthier lives. I think that's where the main point is right now is preventative medicine more than just coming to see us when, when they're sick. Joe, thoughts on that? I completely agree with that. I mean, I think, um, you know, the, the obvious question is, or the obvious uh, conundrum is, you know, how can we um, do more with less, essentially? And, you know, anybody who's a nurse or works in healthcare understands that, you know, budget is a, plays a big role whether we like to admit it or not. Um, and how we care for our patients. And so the more we can do in the outpatient arena and um, even in the inpatient arena to some degree, you know, uh, as far as education goes and uh, treatment modalities and all that kind of stuff, preventing the readmission um, is, is huge uh, in this day and age. And yes, things like insurance have things to do with it as well. But, you know, from a, a truly caregiver standpoint, I think that, um, you know, education and preventative measures uh, really do play a bigger role now than they ever did before. You know, I think about how with me, when I first started in my clinical practice, yeah, we kind of, even this is 11 years ago, we really kind of had this, we'll wait for people to come to us, but we're so much more, at least in primary care can speak about it, that we are so much more we have. We know all of our diabetics, for example. Yeah. We know all of our patients that have high blood pressure, and we're actually reaching out to them versus them waiting for something to happen to come in, to come, to come and see us when something goes bad. We're saying, no, we're going to reach out to you now get you in on a schedule every three months or whatever, but we're going to 
we're going to pull you in so we can, so we can make this short-term sacrifice so we get the long-term gain, and that long-term gain is not ended up in the hospital, and Kathy's got to take care of you because she's working in the ICU, and you're, you're in really bad health. And so we're really trying to do that. You know, the reality is we still live in a very disease-driven model, and that's really disease helps pay the bills around in our healthcare system. And so, you know, we really have to have this kind of collective mindset. Fred, let me ask you this question. How do we create more urgency in our communities to live healthier lifestyles? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's all about education and that, you know, I think uh, nurses play a big role in education, just, uh, you know, teach them the right. Uh, uh, even, even right now, because we have uh, internet, it's very easy for patients to access information. It's just on us to route them um, to look for the right information. Uh, you know, I can speak about like myself with the Hispanic community. Uh, you know, and the problems with uh, chronic diseases, and you know, the importance for them to understand uh, that a healthy diet is not always a traditional diet, um, you know, like just, uh, or like a cultural diet, like, uh, I don't know if that's a, a word. <laughs> I think it's a word. <laughs> but, but, but a healthy diet, basically. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, education, education is just uh, the priority, of, uh, you know, uh, that's uh, how you uh, maintain a healthy lifestyle. Kathy, you see a lot of people, obviously, on the inpatient side, and again, from our experience working together many, many years ago, many moons ago, we're both, by the way, we both have aged gracefully. Uh, during this time, I, I got to just <laughs> say it. We, we've aged grace, gracefully. There's no doubt. But uh, you know, I remember our days in the ICU together, and you're seeing the end result of disease, and you're still seeing it right now. What's kind of your perspective on things as an ICU nurse? You know, what do we need to do to help prevent people from coming in your door? That's a really good question. Um, I think it, I think it comes back to what Fred was saying. It's all about education. You know, I think people think, oh well. You know, if I get this, I'll, there'll be a pill I can take for it or a shot I can take for it. And, you know, not understanding. You know, we can prevent all of that altogether if, you know, with some lifestyle modification or, you know, if we do get to the point where you do have the diagnosis, there are things that can keep you out of the hospital. Um, you know, and unfortunately, there's still a lot of education that needs to happen. Yeah, I know. And I think that's why I wanted to create this kind of show, to have this kind of form to talk about it, but also for those that are out there listening to us, watching us on intellectualradio.com or watching us on Facebook Live, really to say, hey, you know what? These are people that care. They're trying to say, hey, i got to create some urgency. And again, every day is an opportunity to be intentional. We all get the same 24 hours. It's a matter of what you do with them. Yes, we know we have obligations. A lot of us are raising families or taking care of our older, older, older parents or busy at, at work. Not a lot of time. You're trying to figure out how am I going to make this 24 hours work and grind it day in and day out. But we have to somehow put health in the forefront and really go from a reactive approach to a proactive approach because we know as you continue to have success in your health you're more likely to have success in your life and really your health journey is just part of your life journey let's tell our story let's make it successful let's live healthier and healthier and happy lives and that's what we're talking about today again I want to help move the needle and what you guys are doing is amazing to try to help create that sense of urgency someone asked this question to Joe Joe, what is the most rewarding part of your job? Um, well, I always stick to this story because, um, like yeah, I used to work in the, in the intensive care unit, and the most rewarding part of my job is being able to see a patient, say a year or so down the road, come walking in through those ICU doors on their own two feet and saying thank you. Um, and it's not so much the gratitude that I'm looking for, it's seeing the progress that they've made. 
And you know, seeing them through this disease process when they've been at their sickest, and then seeing the end result of it, um, I think that that's really kind of what drove me all those years uh, to pursue a higher degree and to pursue you know more opportunities in nursing was being able to see um, positive outcomes in, in healthcare essentially. Fred, what's the most rewarding part about your job? Yeah, I mean, uh, just like you said, uh, just getting to know the patients, just, you know, talking about the, the, the kind of job we do, um, you know, and just, uh, I don't know, just when you see the patients and they, they know your name and they know what you have done for them, uh, that's just the rewarding part about the, the job that we do. Um, you know, I mean, right now with the holidays coming up and, uh, you know, patients just basically, you know, telling you, by your name, you know, like, oh, I know you, and, you know, I'm here just to say hi, and, you know, just give you, tell you happy holidays, and just because you feel uh, rewarded uh, because of the job that you have done for them. Uh, that, that's the whole, that's the whole thing about that nursing though. I think that's one of the things that gets me, there's some coroll corollaries between nursing and me being a physician again, we're, we're doing this for the right reasons, I hope that well, there's still a lot of people out there doing it for the right reasons, but those are some of the rewarding things when you help somebody when they're at their most vulnerable and help them get better and help them be, continue to be successful and, and enjoy their lives and their families. So let me flip the script, Kathy, what's the most frustrating part about your job? I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> you thought we were going to get a rewarding question. No, I'm going to change it up. And then I'll let Lily think about that too, because it's just plan to see. But I'm going to put Catherine's spot first. What do you think some of the more challenges are, the frustrating part? Um, so, uh, mm -hmm. um, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Um, you know, sometimes it's frustrating. One of the things. Uh, is the idea of you know having you do more with less? I think that's just mm -hmm. universal across everything. Um, you know sometimes it's hard. You know you're, we're, you know we are we would love for you your stay in the ICU to be similar to your last day at the Hilton, but <laughs> unfortunately it's not. Um, so it's, you know that can be frustrating when you know you're not able to help somebody with you know ordering their food because you're you know doing a wound change in, in another room. You know so it's sort of you know that's frustrating when. You're upsetting people and you're not trying to, or people are feeling slighted because you're not helping them with what they see as their highest priority because you have to prioritize something above it. Yeah, I think naturally we're, we're people, people pleasers. And so, but we all want to do our job well. And yes, there are, you know, one of the challenges we'll get into that about some of the things you have to do with balancing a lot. Lily, what's the most frustrating part about your job? I think there's two. I think it's non compliance from patients and then. Just the, the nurse and provider versus Dr. Google debate, you know. They're calling and, well, the Internet said this, so you're telling me this. I don't think I should do that. <laughs> well, I get asked about Dr. Google on a daily basis, and I'm just kind of blocking these. I'm like, Dr. Google didn't go to medical school. Um, now, I don't have all the answers. I know a lot, but I don't have all the answers for everything. Nobody is. We're, we're not perfect people. We're human beings, and we're trying to do a service. And, yes, if I don't know something, yes, I'm going to... I'm going to try to direct somebody to somebody who may know the answer. And I'm totally cool with saying that. Some people may not be able to check their ego at the door, but I can check mine, that's for sure. But, but again, but we're going to make sure we have all the resources. If I don't have the resource, I'm going to find somebody that has the resource. And so, yeah, you're, you're talking about, yeah, sometimes the challenge is, is it can be some noncompliance or facing the things that Google's saying, but, you know, we want to just kind of re-educate. And it really comes down to education at the end of the day. So I think you guys are hitting the head on the nail. So I want to ask this question to Joe. Let's talk a little bit about caregiving in general. You know, there are, are 
certainly inherent stressors with any nursing job. And we just talked about a little bit about, and Kathy mentioned about balancing things and then prioritizing. You know, what are some of the day-to-day -day demands? Like, say, in, 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 you know, when you were working in the ICU, you know, talk about a little bit how you had to balance patient loads. Because, I mean, you guys, you, you know, and Kathy will probably coming on in a sec, but, you know, balancing sick patients, five or six, that are assigned to you in a single shift can be quite challenging. Absolutely. Um, I think part of the success uh, that, that we as caregivers can, can experience in that arena is working together as a team and, you know, if you've got a great team around you, it's going to make your job a heck of a lot easier. And that goes all the way down from, you know, the, the housekeepers all the way up to, you know, the head physicians. Um, if you have a well-oiled machine that uh, can rely on each other and um, can, you know, you can, you can kind of um, uh, delegate certain things to, uh, to other parts of your team members, I mean, that just makes your job a whole lot easier. So uh, I think uh, a team-based approach is, is probably one of the best uh, you know, systems that I could probably uh, recommend to work in to help alleviate some of that, those stressors. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think education absolutely has a, a, a big uh, role in this as well. The more educated that the caregivers are, um, the more educated we can make our patients. So. Excellent. You know, Kathy, let's talk a little bit more about this, the day-to-day -day grind. I mean, burnout is real, compassion fatigue is real. A lot of fields, it's not just applicable in nursing, physicians, whatever industry people are in, there's burnout and, and you know, business and all that kind of stuff. How do you deal with that kind of stuff? I mean, because you're dealing with real life, real emotions, and in, some, in a lot of cases, life or death, but you have to still be tasked to do your job. How do you kind of, how do you kind of settle yourself? How do you kind of balance that out? Um, you know, I think in, you know, like Joe was saying, you know, there's a lot of teamwork involved and with the team that I work with, we try to celebrate the victories that we do have, um, you know, whether it being, you know, a patient getting out of bed for the first time after a month or something that sounds like a little thing to some people, but that's huge for some of our patients. Um, so celebrating that victory, I mean, we cheer people as they're transferring out of the ICU, yes. like, don't ever, you know, don't, never want to see you again. It was nice to know you, don't want to see you. And um, no offense taken, <laughs> no, by the way. Exactly, you know, so just celebrating those little victories helps, goes a lot, a long way. Excellent. So I want to hit you guys with a couple stats uh, because I think this is really important. We're talking about the power of nursing. The reality is that we need more nurses now than ever. Um, here's, the, here's the numbers. This is according to the World Health Organization. This is published in 2013, so it's kind of their most recent report, which is a lags a number of years behind. But there are approximately 29 million nurses and midwives in the world, with 3.9 million of them in the USA. But here's the reality, the estimates of upwards of what's needed is we need upwards of one million, one million additional nurses will be by the year 2020. When we're talking about in this country, there is a shortage big time. Actually, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics this year projected that there will need to be 1.1 million additional nurses in this country to avoid further shortage. So I want to ask that question to Joe. How do we move the needle? I mean, we're, we're, we're forecasting that. I mean, it's already been forecasted. I'm not even forecasting nothing. We already know that there's a reality of shortage right now. What are we going to do about this? Um, I think, you know, from our standpoint as, as caregivers, you show excellent care and people are going to trust you. And who knows? It might inspire somebody uh, down the road. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, everybody tries to lead by example at some point. Uh, and as nurses, um, you know, the better care that we can show our patients, um, I know. You know, personally, from the patients that I see, 
um, a handful at least that have been inspired to at least you know start on the trail uh, towards nursing and to help with this sh uh, shortage. The other uh, component of that too is uh, is the educators too. Um, there is a shortage in educators, which you know shorts um, some nursing programs uh, students. So you know if a program is only able to take 25 people because they don't have the the instructors, I mean I think that that's something that nurses. And their current roles can can help alleviate. Is uh, you know, are you willing to go back to school to, to to train some more nurses for for the workforce essentially? Yeah, and you're talking about a lot. I mean, we're we're, we're, we're the shortage is real. I mean, um, I was reading one of the statistics. It was like approximately you know we have about 3.9 million, almost 4 million nurses in this country, and 1 million of them are older than the age of 50. So they're going to be retiring at some point, and now we're going to have a big gap and then you're talking on top of that those are usually the individuals that may be teaching so there's a national faculty shortage as you guys are saying and again we're saying oh my gosh we need to fill these roles and how are we going to continue to care and that that for me when i read those kind of stats i go oh my gosh this is striking this is very concerning if we don't have enough nurses to meet the demands of an aging population in this country plus a population that's eight not only aging but having even more chronic disease burden and so, so, so now you're saying, again, as we talked about earlier, Kathy mentioned, Joe mentioned, we're trying to do more with less. And that very much concerns me as a physician on what we're going to do because I don't see some of these, 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 these diseases, these challenges getting overcome. But hopefully as we do things like this, we can do it. And so I wanted to say this, and then I'm going to ask a question to Fred, what he thinks about this one. But here's the deal. If you, if you want a job, like this is, the, this is real. If you want a job, nursing is where it's to go because here's the deal. Employment opportunities for nurses, and I'm reading this right from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, employment opportunities for nurses are projected to grow at a faster rate than all other occupations from basically the estimate time frame was 2016 through 2026. And so when you're talking about, hey, there's, a, there's demand, hey, you got a job, I mean, yes, it's grueling, there's no doubt about that, the curriculum, but a job and actually being able to write your own ticket so there's some money to be made in that too because there's a higher demand and you may be able to kind of command your own what you want and write your own ticket as we all, all say. But but we really need to move this, you know, so Kathy, what's your thoughts? I mean, you've been, you've been doing nursing for a long time. How do we get that next generation to go down this pathway? Can we do that? Um, gosh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like a lot of it is, you know, somebody knew somebody and that's how they became interested in becoming a nurse. So, you know, kind of still continuing that um, you know, talking about it, you know, it's a good, it is, it's a good job, it's a good career, that you can do anything as a Super nurse. Super diverse. Um, so I think just getting that out there, I think you, people always think, oh, I have to, you know, clean people up for a living, and, you know, there's no glamour in that, but there's so many other things that you can do, um, so there is glamour. There you go. <laughs> Fred, what's your thoughts about this shortage that's going on? I mean, this is real, and that's why we're having this kind of conversation, because maybe somebody is here out there listening to us, um, they're, they're hearing what we got to say, talking about the passion, hearing your story, and maybe that might inspire them to kind of go down this pathway. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, once you find yourself in the right path, and if you find yourself that you are, you know, able to uh, talk to a lot of people and be social, and, you know, just... Anyway, it's not that easy to become a nurse. No, no, no. But, but, but just, no like, uh, just like uh, uh, it, was, it was said earlier, uh, you know, it's, it's the uh, jobs as a nurse, they're very diverse. I mean, you can work in a, in a school as a nurse, um, uh, in a hospital with uh, lawyers, because, you know, there's actually uh, some jobs that are related to, like, law just because of the health uh, suits and lawsuits. and um, But... Um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it's it's easier per se to get a job. I don't really, <laughs> well, <laughs> especially if you're, uh, again, again, you're not taking anybody <laughs> out the street, but it's like, but no, for those people that are there, and my thing is like, hey, we want to try to get people to go, and so you have to get into the junior highs, the high school levels, the college levels, and talk about it. A number of years ago, uh, when I was working, when I was volunteering my time with the NAACP locally, I would help organize for a couple of years. I organized a couple, so you think you want to be a healthcare professional. And what I would do is I would have high school kids in the area, we get them out there, and we have them meet one-on-one -on -one with nurses, with doctors, with physical therapists, with whoever's in healthcare, and talk about, hey, you want a job when you're, when you, when you're, when you're, a, you're an adult? Go down this path because you know healthcare market is here to stay. The labor market always needs more healthcare practitioners. But from a nursing standpoint, you got to get them early, uh, and hopefully you set them on the path. You want to say something, Fred? Yeah, I think that's very important. You're because I have two kids, and uh, you know when you realize that uh, you know there's a little one that is very interested in something, I think that that's very important that you are pushing into uh, teaching them or you know uh, kind of like routing them to the to the what what they like to do, just so they don't um, you know forget about like what they are good on uh, you know because once they become they, they, they go into high school and then they uh, start learning like there's like all like millions of careers there and they just have to choose one you know forever that's that's hard uh, you know I mean but if since since they're little kids and you are just teaching them or pushing them praising them on what they like I think that's gonna make them uh, have a stronger path on what to follow. So, well, we all path. have a calling. There's no yeah. doubt about that. We're yeah. all called to do this kind of thing. So, what I want to do now is I want to change topics a little bit. Uh, many shows ago, I introduced a, con a topic called myths versus facts, and really it's about setting the record straight. As we're talking about uh, making sure that we're giving the right people the right information, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So, what I want to do is do myths versus facts. The power of nursing style. So here we go. So what I do is I'm going to say a statement, and then I'm going to ask our panelists. So I'll say the statement, and they say myth or fact. Um, and I think they know the answer because they're a brilliant, talented bunch. But I'm going to say myth or fact, and then give me a few sentences why that is a myth or fact. So I'm going to ask Kathy this first one. All right. Here we go. Myths versus facts. The power of nursing. Nursing school is easy. Nursing school is not easy. That's very much a myth. <laughs> I can tell you for sure. I'm, I'm speaking the truth. It is not easy. Please tell us. Uh, please just dispel that myth right now. Well, I mean, if you find, you know, chemistry, microbiology, biology, pathophysiology, physiology, if you find those things to be easy, then nursing school is easy. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I mean, yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, you hit the head on now. So, so this is the reality. It's like any kind of career that you go into, I mean, there's going to be a degree of mastery that you have to have, and there's going to be a lot of effort that you're going to put in. I mean, thousands of hours to put in to just get good at something, years of training, so it is definitely easy. So thank you for just on that. And I actually forgot all those different kind of kind of fields. I was like, wow, chemistry? I guess I remember those days. Back in the day, I think I blocked that out. Uh, very challenging moment in my life, but it is what it is. Uh, I think about happier things. Here we go. Myth versus facts. This is for Joe. All right. Myth or fact. Nurses aren't are not very well compensated. Myth versus fact. <laughs> Nurses are not very well compensated. Yeah, that's a statement. That's a statement. Okay. Um, I think that that's actually uh, a fact. Um, that you know, the amount of work and uh, you know stress that gets put into uh, 
into care for people um, is something that's very underappreciated. We mentioned that earlier in the show. And, um, you know, are we making strides? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm seeing more and more compensation coming towards, uh, you know, nursing staff, um, you know, all over, the, all over the place. But uh, the reality is if you're working three 12-hour shifts at night especially and, you know, you're pretty much out of commission the next day and, you know, you got to take care of a family and you're going back to school for all that stuff and you've got little kids at home, yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think I think our nurses certainly deserve more than what maybe the average nurse may be getting. Uh, and you talked about the diversity too. And it's you know there's so many different realms of nursing that can certainly affect even how you're compensated. But I think from a general rule of thumb, which we're, what we're talking about here today is I think nurses should be better compensated. That's a Dr. Gomez fact. <laughs> all right, here we go, Lily. Myth versus facts. Here we go. Here's a statement: All nurses do the same kind of work. Myth or fact? That's definitely a myth. Please explain. <laughs> there are there are so many different aspects of nursing. I mean, you can be in an office being a nurse, working from the insurance um, point of view. You can be in a hospital being a bedside nurse. You can be um, in wound care. You can be an educator. You can be um, outpatient surgery. I mean, there's so many different um, pathways that we can go to. So no, we are definitely we don't do the same. Definitely not. <laughs> very important. We all do very important things, but not the same, that's for sure. All right, here we go. Another myth versus fact, and I think Fred will easily dispel this one, but here we go. Myth or fact? Nurses are only women. Myth. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you whisper that into the phone. You can speak a little, I mean, to the phone, the microphone. It's a it myth. Is what it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a definite myth. Um, please explain. Uh, because you're living proof. <laughs> so, well, you're living proof so is Joe. How could I tell you? My name is Fred. Um, <laughs> Well, actually, you know, I, 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 when I was preparing for the show, ha, uh, <laughs> I found uh, that back in the history of nursing, uh, they actually, in Civil War here in uh, the U.S., uh, there were a lot of guys that became nurses just because there was, uh, uh, you know, a low number of uh, doctors available because, you know, pretty much everybody was dying. <laughs> and uh, there were a lot of guys that became nurses, and from there, uh, uh, you know, then more of the numbers of uh, they're more like on the on the women's side, but more and more uh, men are getting into nursing nowadays, and it's a very good career. Yeah, I think I the like. I think the, the kind of makeup it's about nine percent nationwide nurses are men. The yeah. number might be higher. And I think it's growing. That I said yeah. that I read. So thank you for uh, dispelling that myth. <laughs> and again, we got two nurses, two male nurses right here uh, to dispel the myth. They're practicing. <laughs> so there you go. It's the reality. All right. So here you go, Kathy. Myth versus fact. Here we go. You can't be a nurse if you are afraid of blood. That's not true at all. That's a myth? That's totally a myth. <laughs> Please explain. I mean, all nurses have their Achilles heel. Blood does happen to be mine, but you get over it. Um, and, you know, like Lily was saying, you don't have to be a nurse that deals with blood. If it really, truly terrifies you, you can work for an insurance company or you can do any of a million other things. But... No, you can kind of get over it. Because again, teamwork makes the dream work. If there's something bloody going on, you can <laughs> delegate that to yeah. somebody else. <laughs> Excellent. Here we go, Joe. Myth versus facts. Here's a statement. Learning for nurses ends once you get your degree. Uh, that's a myth because I am the uh, prime example of that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I think uh, that's a myth because... Uh, like I said before, um, being more knowledgeable as a caregiver is only going to help improve your practice and your care for your patients. So, 
um, you know, whether you got your 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 uh, LPN or your your doctorate, I mean, that the journey can never you know be finite uh, in that sense. Uh, there's plenty to learn. There's always something to learn. So. All right, here we go. We'll, we'll do a couple more of these. Here we go. Myth versus fact. And here we go. <laughs> Nurses run errands for doctors. Myth or fact? <laughs> well, when you were working with me, it was that's definitely a myth. I did not make you do any kind of errands at all. Except Taco Tuesday. Except Taco Tuesday, yes. I did have you just kind of just head out, but we used my credit card, so it's all good. So, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's a myth. Um, I think now the way medicine is being shaped, it's definitely teamwork. Um, I mean, you guys are still the backbone, and we're still definitely um, directing to you, but I, I think it's more of a, of a teamwork partnership now. Excellent. <laughs> Here we go. We'll save the last myth versus fact uh, statement for Fred. Here we go. Myth or fact, Fred? Nurses are wannabe doctors. Uh, that is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's of course a, a huge respect for doctors. You know, uh, but I think once you get into this field, and uh, again, again. Just talking about personally, uh, personal experiences, um, you know, and you realize how uh, it's like nursing is more related to be um, about caring about the human spirit. Uh, you know, you are being basically next to the patient at all times. You're talking to the family, educating. Um, so, you know, and you guys are more, you know, like diagnosing the actual. Uh, disease, uh, you know, given the instructions, I kind of see it like as a football team that you guys are the quarterback or the wide receivers, you know, so so it, it's a whole team though, uh, but 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 no, I mean, there's a huge respect definitely for, for doctors, uh, but I'm pretty content with the career of nursing. Excellent. There you go. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Fred, for your honest opinion, as always. Fred gives us honest opinions all the time. He actually made a... Uh, he, he put a picture of me in the office all day on top of a Christmas tree that we have. So it is what is my little cut-up picture of me in a miniature, miniaturized version. So again, I think you're, you're you're living your best life. There's no doubt for that. All right, so we got about five minutes or so left, guys. So I want to kind of bring this home. You know, we've been having this discussion about the importance of nursing and how integral nurses are in the care of our families and our loved ones and our friends and our co-workers. A lot of people may care for each other. So really, when we talked about the beginning, something called the chief complaint again, you know, how do we address some of the challenges, how important our nurses are in this, in our, in our healthcare system this day and age. So let me ask us, so we're gonna wrap it up, and we call this the assessment and plan. The assessment and plan is when you finally listen to your story of your patients that came in, and you kind of come up with a diagnosis and a plan, an action plan, this call to action. So I want to start with Fred. I'm going to ask you this question. Fred, kind of give us a couple, it's not really a question, it's a statement, but give us a couple take-home points for people to know about nursing, uh, to be successful when they interact with nurses. But, but what are kind of your take-home points today on our discussion that we've had? Give us a couple points. Uh, like for patients or like in general? For patients, uh, like just to know about the importance yeah. of nurses. So what are kind of your thoughts well, on that? Well, you know, I mean, it's important to tell, we were talking about education and, you know, uh, pretty much um, when we're giving uh, advice or recommendation, uh, you know, a lot of patients don't think that um, what we're telling them is completely true. Um, you know, just because they want the, uh, the recommendation from the actual doctor. And again, it goes back to 
been a, a whole team. Uh, I think uh, it, it's kind of hard sometimes to break through the patient to have their um, whole trust of why we're telling them and what's good for them. Uh, but you know, I mean, I mean, some, some it, it's pretty much that. It's just uh, to understand that we are doing and we are getting the education for us to give them the perfect uh, uh, help for, for, for help, to, to achieve their help. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> Lily, give us a couple take-home points today. We've been having this great discussion about the importance of nursing, uh, how important it is integral in people's lives. Give us a couple final thoughts. So I think nursing is definitely one of the best career choices out there. Um, you can do anything with nursing. You can, I mean, you never stop growing, so, Go be a nurse. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Call to action. Love it. Thank you. That's well well said, by the way. I was going to say that in my closing remarks. Oh, sorry. That. That's all right. We'll say it together. Joe, give us a couple of final thoughts on today's topic. We're having this great discussion about nursing, the importance of what you guys are doing. Um, just give us a couple of final thoughts on, on for, for viewers, listeners out there, on just how this is so important for us. Yeah, I think um, the nursing workforce is definitely um, something that. I now as a provider, uh, as a caregiver and provider, um, rely on is, is the nursing uh, workforce and knowing my patients and, and being the go-to person for the patients that uh, I see in the hospital, um, you know, the nurses kind of coordinate uh, all the care uh, from all the different um, uh, providers and specialties. Um, you know, if I ever have a question about one of my patients going for an MRI, call my nurse. Um, so uh, nurses definitely play an integral part in, in the care of patients and um, I'm proud to be a nurse. Excellent, thank you. Kathy, give us a couple final thoughts on today's topic. Um, well, nursing is in incredibly rewarding. I think there's, you know, there's no other career where you can, like you said earlier, you know, help a baby have their first breath in the world and then, you know, sort of have somebody die with dignity and help them, you know, be comfortable in their last moments on this earth and, you know, provide comfort to their family and everything that goes in between. So it's incredibly rewarding. Excellent. You know, my kind of final thoughts are this, you know, I, I want to do this show to really pay tribute to those that have been part of my medical journey, part of my health journey. Again, being, you know, you're born into this world and there's a nurse right there for you. When we pass on, there may be a nurse right there for you as well, too, and everything in between. And so I really want to highlight the fact that, you know, nurses are super important to just our existence. You know, from a technical standpoint, the grueling hours of education, that's important. But the critical thinking skills and the mastery of medical understanding is paramount. And it's really underappreciated, but I think that now is the forum to say, hey, you know what, just thank a nurse. That's what I want you guys to do today. Thank a nurse. You know, that's your task, a call to action. But, but the nurses are super important to our existence and really help represent the backbone of our health. So I want to thank today's guests. Kathy Means, registered nurse, Loyola Medicine, Joe Catayona, nurse practitioner, Metro Infectious Disease Consultants, Liliana Castellanos, registered nurse, Edward Elmer's Healthcare, Federico Perez Fred, it's been awesome having you on the show today, licensed practical nurse, Edward Elmer's Healthcare. You've been listening and watching live on Facebook and intellectualradio.com. This episode is written by Dr. Mark Gomez and Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Producer is Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Music is by the wonderful Mr. Havis. Stay tuned for next week's episode, Get to Know Them Part 3, Secret Confessions of the E.R. Doctor. You know where to find me, www.drmarkgomez.com. Have a great day, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>